The following ShishMed podcast is a production of drpodcasting.com. On this edition of the ShishMed podcast, we talk about digital equity and inclusion in healthcare with Caroline Franz. Digital equity, you say? Yes, that is what I say, because digital equity is a super social determinant of health. So how do we understand this better and come up with strategies to address digital inequity? Well, good news. Caroline will be presenting at this year's ShishMed Connections 2023 conference on this very topic. So let's hear more about her session and how to deal with digital inequity. Right? No. This is the ShishMed Podcast, Rapid Insights for Healthcare Strategy Professionals and Planning, Business Development, Marketing, Communications, and Public Relations. I'm your host, Bill Klaproth. In this episode, we talk with Caroline Franz, Associate Studio Director at Kaiser Permanente. She is doing a session at this year's 2023 ShishMed Connections Annual Conference in Chicago. It's called Digital Equity and Inclusion in Healthcare, Designing a Systematic Approach. This is going to be an important session. Hopefully you can be there Monday, September 11th. All you have to do is sign up. Just go to shishmed.org slash education slash annual conference and get yourself signed up. Would you do that for me? Thank you very much. Caroline, welcome to the ShishMed podcast. Thanks, Bill. I'm so happy to be here. Well, we are happy to have you here and we are looking forward to having you at ShishMed Connections 2023 in Chicago. Can you give us the Cliff Notes version of your session? Yeah. So over the last couple of years, Kaiser Permanente, we've served 12 million members across the nation. And it became very obvious, you know, at the onset and now the outset of the pandemic that digital is front and center in everyone's lives. And with our population, we realized that we have to go beyond bridging the gaps for those who can't engage fully in the digital world and address barriers for those who can engage, but also are choosing not to because they're uncomfortable. And so it's a strategy that we think is incredibly relevant and important and impacts more than just a person showing up for healthcare and impacts all aspects of their life. So as you said, digital is front and center. So then this term digital equity, what is digital equity and why is that so important? That's a great question. And this isn't my terminology. It's a term that is out in the world. And digital equity Mm -hmm. is a state in which all have the information technology capacity needed for full participation in our society, our democracy and economy. And the digital inequities can impact all social determinants of health, not just your access to and quality of healthcare. So it's a pretty prevalent issue that is either enfolding people in or leaving people out. So digital equity really is important when it comes to social determinants of health. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. It's actually been called the super social determinant of health because it does impact so many aspects of a person's life. You know, your education, your work, your family life, your connection to finances, finding a job your healthcare, of course, and so many other things, entertainment, finding partners these days, all of it. So it's an incredibly important aspect. So digital equity, the super social determinant of health. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. So how do we find out who is living with digital inequity? I mean, can we leverage our own data to understand this better? Yeah, Bill, 
absolutely. At Kaiser Permanente, we have a ton of data on our member base, but we sometimes don't know how to leverage that, where to look. And right now, we're not actually asking patients about their digital equity or inequity. That's something that we're piloting and starting to roll out so that we can have a better pulse on that. But while we were doing that, there were a number of ways that we tried to find out who might be facing digital inequities within our member base. And certainly you can draw kind of proxies to where people live. There are infrastructure issues across the United States. You can draw similar lines to other socioeconomic inequities, often people with lower income different communities and backgrounds and cultures. There's just a lot of alignment with the inherent inequities that exist today in the United States. So we looked for that. We also did a lot of digging for new information that we didn't have yet. And that included sending out surveys, asking people, figuring out what data outside of Kaiser Permanente was relevant. How could we cross-tab that with what we do have? And where can we find new insight? Really interesting. So as you said, you're starting to ask the questions now, trying to find out who has digital inequities. So when you find this information out, do you tie it down to certain zip codes? Yeah, that's a great question. And actually, we were able to do that. We have a pretty robust set of data analysts that we are thankful to have a great relationship with. And They specialize in mapping things geographically that we are able to bring them. So we're able Hmm. to see with our own data sets and that geographic mapping that it's not necessarily infrastructure that's impacting our KP members. You know, a neighborhood doesn't have the wiring or whatever it might be to connect physically to the internet, but rather it is an affordability issue for our members. It's simply the Mm. cost of internet and data plans is just pricing out a lot of our patient base. And so that was a great insight that we saw of being able to see, you know, it's still in pretty urban areas. It's all wired and current. So that wasn't the issue, particularly for our members. So you've mapped it out. You understand the areas where there is digital inequity. So the next question is, now what? Knowing what you know now, How did you put a strategy together to address it? And what is the strategy? Yeah, that's a great question. And as you might imagine, the strategy and vision that we've put forward is quite robust. And it's not something that can take place overnight. And so we've tried to intentionally think of ways to incrementally improve digital equity as we reach for that North Star. So we're starting with like I mentioned, adding those kind of digital connection questions to our social health screener. So if you're a KP member, you're usually pretty used to answering questions about what your family life is like. Do you have access to food? Do you need other services? So this is now folded into that set of questions. So that gives us one toe in to know a little bit more about our members so that we might connect them with things in their community, programs that can help them afford a device find subsidiaries for the data plan, whatever it might be. So that's one small step. There's another small step in the strategy that is leveraging our call center to connect people directly to services Mm -hmm. that are federally provided for better cost of service. So we have a couple of those toe-ins, but other big issues that we're looking at, we do a lot of work around policy and how can we show up on the Hill to influence nationwide what it means to 
think of internet and digital connection as something bigger than just a service people pay for. And so how does that impact our presence across the U.S. and how we can show mm-hmm. up for our members? And there's other strategic stuff that really begins with how we use the information that we have, how we design programs out in the communities, how we partner with organizations in the communities that we're present in, and start to have a bigger more collective approach to this issue because it is so pervasive and we want to start to make a difference. And also it's a lot of self-reflection too. Of course, we have our website, our digital apps, and we're asking our members to meet us oftentimes online. And so we have to be able Mm -hmm. to help them do that, right? So there's education across our employees, our physicians of how can we make that a great experience and how can we still make it something that members are choosing to do. So it's never going to be something that's forced. We still want to enable that choice, but to make it a fruitful one when members do choose it. So Caroline, what have the results been so far? How do you measure this? What does success look like for you? That's another great question. And with some of our programs that we've been able to pilot, you know, during the pandemic and on the heels of it, we were able to test a pilot that was connecting folks to some federal programs. At the time, it was called Lifeline. Then coming out of the pandemic, it was the Affordable Connectivity Program. And we love running pilots because we can leverage some small concept testing, see and track and evaluate. Are people taking the call when we say, we've noticed that you have this need? Do you Mm -hmm. have interest in connecting to these programs? And our outreach was incredibly successful. I think we reached over 7 million of our members in the two markets that we were touching. And we had incredible interest in people saying, yes, I would absolutely like to be connected to this program. Can you help me do that? And that kind Mm -hmm. of one-on-one connection and then getting people online, getting them that device and the initial pilot results that we saw there proved out that we should make this real. And so it's something that we're looking to deploy in all of our markets. So when you say device, is that a laptop or a phone or a tablet? Oftentimes, most people are using a smartphone when it comes to connectivity. But there still are folks that rely a lot on desktop, laptop, tablet. But I'd say nine out of 10 people today have a smartphone in their pocket. And so that tends to be the more popular way that people are connecting. So Caroline, if another organization wants to follow in your footsteps, where should they start? That's a great question too, Bill. And I would say what we did is we started with what we knew or at least who to ask about what we might know. And so we started inside, just understanding the data that we had, looking at the numbers, looking at issues and other things that would help paint the picture of who might be connected and who might not be. We also relied on a lot of external data sets that were freely available through different institutions across the U.S. that started to quantify digital connection Mm -hmm. and what that looks like. And then we actually find an incredible amount of value in practicing human-centered design, where it's more of a qualitative approach. And so it's talking to very personally and at length, 20 to 30 people that were experiencing digital inequities firsthand. And so you really get to experience what they're experiencing through their firsthand stories, encounters, and their 
feedback on what that's like, how it impacts them, how it impacts their health and other parts of their life. And so that's something that we believe strongly in and I always recommend as a thing for others to try just so you can hear firsthand what that experience is truly like. Right. And if you want more details on all of this, I know, Caroline, you're going to go into a lot more details and specifics during the session. The session is Digital Equity and Inclusion in Healthcare. It's going to be a great session. It's on Monday, September 11th. Caroline, thank you for your time. Before we wrap up, one last question. Any final thoughts you want to add? Oh, gosh, that feels like a loaded question. But I think, you know, (laughs) we're just continually trying to work to understand that real lived experience of those who face digital inequities among our membership and beyond. And we're continuing to try and build the evidence around this issue because it's a pretty new issue that we're facing in the world today. And so the more that we can all come together collectively to push against this and make sure that if people want to be connected, that they can be and that we're there to enable that and use it to drive equitable health outcomes across the nation and beyond. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you again. This has been great talking with you. I know this is going to be a great session. Again, it's on Monday, September 11th at Shishmed Connections 2023 in Chicago. Caroline, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Yep. Thank you. And once again, that's Caroline Franz. Her session is on Monday, September 11th. Make sure you get to ShishMed Connections 2023. What? You haven't signed up yet? What? Is that what I'm hearing from you? Oh, my goodness. Please just go to shishmed.org slash education slash annual conference. Come on. It's going to be September. It's going to be Chicago. It's going to be gorgeous. And you're going to learn a lot and meet a lot of great people. You can stop by the Dr. Podcasting booth and say hi to me. We'll be doing the ShishMed podcast that you're hearing right now live from the show floor. So come by and say hi. Would you do that for me? That would be nice. I'd like to meet you. My one listener. No, No, I'm kidding. We have thousands and thousands of listeners. I mean, come on. It's the best healthcare marketing podcast there is, people. Please. Hello. All right. Thank you for listening. As always, I'm Bill Klaproth, your humble host. And this has been a production of Dr. Podcasting. See you at Trishmed Connections. See ya.